Welcome everybody, it's Denise DiGregoli here on The Drive. I'm so thankful that we get to share this time together. The Drive brings together people, places, ideas, and organizations. Everybody from celebrities to authors to athletes to entrepreneurs to regular Joes like you and I that seek to not only make themselves a success, but help others move forward and be a success as well. Through their stories of triumph, trials, tribulations, and motivation, we can look and learn from them. And hopefully you make a little pit stop here every Tuesday, take us on demand, walking, hiking, beaching, exercising, Share it if it motivates you. Let us know what you think. And if you'd like to be a, a guest on the podcast, go to denisedegrigley.com. We always start the show off with a mindful moment. I want to talk to you today a little bit about the uh, Pomodoro app and the Pomodoro technique. It was developed by Francisco Cirillo in the 1980s. And his theory was using his old-fashioned tomato timer in his college room that you know, for 25 minutes of focused attention, he would put his timer on and then he would reward himself with five minutes of whatever it was that brought him joy and bliss. And you know, we know today that our attention spans are shrinking. And you know, some people say we're down to tweeting 140 characters, you know, we are at an eight minute attention span. There's so many statistics. But what I do know is as a busy entrepreneur and a person that wants to get a lot done in a day. This little technique is a tactical technique that reminds me to, number one, slow down, be more mindful, and by setting a timer, believe it or not, I become more productive because I say, I wanna do this task within you know whatever period of time. Now, you might need to reset the timer. Um, that's okay. The idea is be focused, be attentive, be mindful, then give yourself that little reprieve, that little break. The app, I, I was coming back from Las Vegas and I found it in my speakers magazine. And what attracted me to it, believe it or not, is when I first met Troy, my husband, we used to spend way too many hours on the phone talking. And that was back in the day when cell phones were a dollar a minute. So you can imagine our phone bill while we were dating. So we had an old fashioned timer <laughs> that we used to use to kind of keep the phone bills down. So I kind of, I enjoy that tactical sense of the Pomodoro timer. Uh, yes, there's an app you can use. It's for free, pomodoro.cc. I just invite you today to try something new. And when you shift lanes and you give yourself a new way to look at something, reframe something, well then, you know what? The world becomes a much better place because it's in the shifting of the lanes that you actually experience something in a different way and maybe you can create a new healthy habit. So that's the Mindful Minute today. Catch your Pomodoro tomato timer Try something that might create a healthy habit and join me as we welcome somebody that also can help us with building other success habits. Jeannie Kelly, credit coach, and in a, it's such an inspiring entrepreneur. She's been seen on NBC, Credit.com, New York Times, Huffington Post, and the Today Show, just to mention a few. I've known her for many years, and she now has this wonderful academy, Jeannie Kelly Credit Academy. What we're going to talk to her today about is moving forward. You can't move forward if your credit is in the tanker. And she's also going to share her story of entrepreneurial with entrepreneurialism with us. And at the end, we're going to talk about her insights in this recent Equifax, uh, what I view as somewhat of a disaster. Are you there, Jeannie? Yes, I am. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad you had the time to join us today. So, you 
are quite an entrepreneur. You've had a credit uh, consulting, coaching, academy business for a number of years. Take us back to the very beginning. Why did you even start that? <laughs> so the very beginning, of course, something bad happened, uh, having a divorce, and I had bad credit, and it brought me to the bottom. I had nowhere to go as far as the credit world. I was really stuck, and I had nowhere to go for help. And so I learned how I did subcontract for other companies because uh, I was just trying to figure out a way to fix my own credits. And, um, and then the Kelly Group was born. You know, I started wanting to help other people uh, build up better credit in bad situations that we didn't expect to be in, such as, you know, with me, it was my divorce. So from something really not so pleasant, a beautiful thing. Uh, grew out of it and that was my company so when you are talking about repairing credit I mean we've all had hiccups in our credit along the way for different reasons but why you know people take that term I need to have better credit lately why do we need good credit like what what is the basis of that I feel like there's so many things definitely financial I mean it is interesting that I'll hear people wanting to be on a budget and not even know what their credit score is where just that one thing alone can be helping them with a lower interest rate on a loan, a mortgage. And uh, I'm not talking about getting into debt with credit, uh, but I do think having healthy credit uh, really helps us along the way. I think if you are a small business owner, you know that you re they rely on your personal credit besides business credit. So it helps in that way. It helps with even your car insurance is based your fee is based on your credit score and also you could go for a job and they could pull your credit. There's so many things and we can control some of it. And yeah, along the way there can be hiccups, but I just like to prepare people during the hiccups. What's the best thing you can do? So you I can't always have perfect credit. It's just, I really feel like that's not really real life. Let's talk real, you know, like, Sometimes things happen along the way. Let's make the best choices during those bad times. So when you are a young person starting out, like our, our children going to college and whatnot, what, let's start there. What advice do you give them? Like they've got to build decent credit. Yes. So the first thing is I give them advice about learning about it. And I started with my daughter by adding her on as soon as she could drive. I said, now it's time to learn. When you put that gas in your car, you have to pay for it, get a little job. She worked at the library. And here's a credit card that I added her on as an authorized user. So she wasn't financially responsible, but she started realizing, okay, I work. And I explained she's going to have to pay the bill. Um, so I started teaching her at 16. She found it convenient to use it at the gas pump. She knew basically that's all she was really paying for during that time. And the bill would come in, and I taught her to pay it in full because I said, okay, keep your receipts. When the bill comes in, match them up, pay it. And do you know my daughter's 22, and I still think she doesn't even understand that you're not supposed to pay it in full, <laughs> which is great. Which is great. <laughs> But, like, that's how I began teaching her. I put her on as the authorized user. Then when she graduated college, it was okay, or, or excuse me, high school, it was, okay, now let's get a credit card in your own name. Yeah. And sometimes you have to do that with a secured credit card or store credit card. And, again, it wasn't to go into debt. I was 
having her build healthy credit because my whole goal was when you get out of college, I don't want to keep paying for things like when it's time to get that apartment, I want you to be able to apply for it because you'll have good credit. Right. And uh, so that's how it began. You know, she started with a secured card, then she got a store card, and then she got another traditional credit card. And she did graduate college, and I know her credit score is a 743, so she's doing good. Well, you know, the thing is, I think that's excellent in terms of parenting as well, because you're teaching not only self-sufficiency, right, and to be self-reliant, but you're also empowering self-esteem. I mean, as I explained to Ava, our daughter, so many times, who's just 15, you know, if, if you don't get a little job and you don't know what it takes to make that little bit of money, because she's not ready for a credit card just yet, but you know what, maybe you should experience the $7 Starbucks that you have three times a week with your friends when it you might feel differently when it's your own, you know, salt in, in the game. And so I kind of feel like you've really empowered young people by even putting this idea out there that, you know what, there's like, you know, the risk cause benefit kind of story, right? So you've got to go to the gas pump, get it, pay it in full. And now she has outstanding credit. So now let's go past that. She, yes, we know that people pull your credit for insurances, jobs. It, it, back in the day when you and I grew up, it was just mortgages, right? You needed a decent right. mortgage. <laughs> Not that I'm dating yeah. us, but you know what I mean. It's now the global world is so run on everything, data. Everything is data-driven, and the FICO score is one of those. So what's the ideal FICO score we want to try to get, and how do well, we get you wanna, there? You want to try uh, really 720 or above because once you're at – that it's kind of like when you have a report card and if it's an A plus, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter if it's A plus plus plus. You know, once you reach that A plus, you're you're at the good good part of the report card. So seven twenty is the good score. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, you know, the lowest interest rate would be offered to you. It's really fabulous credit. Mm -hmm. So uh, that's the number you should be reaching for. And again, just like you mentioned. You want to be paying attention to the right score because a lot of people will be looking at educational scores thinking that's still a credit score. The FICO score, F-I-C-O, that's the score that 90% of lenders look at. So that's the one you want to be really looking at when you can, you know, if mm -hmm. you're looking for finance needs. And so where, uh, so where is that score kept? Like how do I find my score? So, it's, so again, uh, you don't have to, if you're tracking any score, I always say it's always important really what's on your credit report because that's where all the information is coming for, for whatever score is used. Mm -hmm. uh, but if you want to look at your FICO score, you can go to myfico.com mm -hmm. and uh, that's where you can get your FICO score. It comes along with your credit report for a fee. So again, a lot of times you don't have to be looking at that score if you're not going to be purchasing a major item needing to know your lending score. If you keep track of any score, if you're seeing it dip down, you know all the scores are going to be dipping down. So just be paying attention mostly to your credit report, what's being reported about you. So now as we're going along and we've got a good job and our insurance rates are okay and maybe we have a couple bumps in the road and our score goes down, what causes a score to go down? So it can be that you missed a, a 
a payment on a credit card or, you know, your mortgage or whatever it may be. And, you know, Denise, the funny thing is a lot of times people think it really doesn't matter if they pay that store credit card over 30 days late. What's it matter? The next month they double it up. It matters a lot. It, you know, it doesn't matter what that if it was the mortgage late, the car loan late, or a $10 missed store credit card payment, it's a recent late payment on your credit report and it can drop your score. So that's important to pay attention to. And of course, if all of a sudden you're maxed out on your credit cards or you're using them more than normal, you could see a dip in your score that way. And of course, the, you know, something we don't want to see, a new collection you know, all of a sudden appear on your credit report. And of course that would dip it down. So those are just some of the factors. And so if people, it's, let's just switch gears a little bit. You were coming out of a divorce, your credit was in the tanker, you figured out how to correct it and you built a business around helping people get better credit so they could move forward. Now, what does it take, you're a single mom, you're starting this business. What does it take to start a business, especially in a tough industry like credit consulting? Yeah, you know, um, it was it was just, you, it really is amazing. I would look at my daughter and say, I have to do this for you, you know, survival. Uh, so to start, I mean, honestly, it's going to get that DBA and really be. Hello? After that. I went to get business cards and as embarrassing as it was, like I had no, I really was so, I, I love the book power of broke. And I always say I was broker than broke. I mean, I was just so, I had no money. And of course I was in debt. That's why I had bad credit. So it was really awful. And so I didn't have much. I, I literally, that's how I opened up the company. And I really just started calling, um, and back in the day, because I'm going back 17 years, we used to have these big, thick phone books, and I would go through and look at uh, mortgage offices, and I thought, okay, I can help their clients because they're going for a mortgage, and let's make sure they have the best credit possible before signing a 30-year loan. And uh, I just started picking up the phone and dialing, and, and that's really how I started. And how many years have you been in business now? 17. Wow. 17. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. And I really have enjoyed it. And, you know, as you know, owning a business, you really have to keep changing because how I said, you know, 17 years ago where we had the phone book, it really didn't matter if you had a website. There was no social media. You know, it was really more about, you know, what my business card looked like and what my office space was looked like and then you know and how things have changed that there's so many virtual offices and home offices and now you have to be on top of technology and knowing to write blogs and tweet and it, it's just so funny you have to keep going with the flow it's that and, omni marketing uh, <laughs> approach right we need not only yeah, to reinvent totally. ourselves but we need to constantly be in that position of personal and professional development because if you don't stay current with what's going on you absolutely cannot move your business forward we're going to take a real quick break from our sponsor and i'm going to come back and want to talk to you more about um, how you are moving forward with your business how you've been reinventing yourself and we can talk more about the credit business and how you can help people be a success with their credit stay tuned everyone 
You know, I want to just talk to you guys real quick about one of our sponsors, R.D. Weiss. Talk about increasing productivity with good credit. R.D. Weiss does flooring nationwide for some of the best institutions, companies, nonprofits, etc. You know, they have not only eco-friendly products, but they also provide award-winning designs. Check out rdweiss.com for safe, healthy environments naturally you know, on the drive, it's how you feel your mind, your body, your spirit that creates the lifestyle you live. With an award-winning environment, you will increase your productivity. And that starts from the moment you look down all the way to the moment you look up. Uh, check out R.D. Weiss, one of our sponsors here on the drive. We're going to bring back our guest, Jeannie Kelly of Jeannie Kelly. I want to say it's Jeannie Kelly Credit Coach at JeannieKelly.net. Incredible businesswoman who has been evolving and expanding her foothold here in the credit world. Why do we need good credit? You can't possibly buy a house, get a good job, or get the best interest rate if you don't understand your FICO score. So we've been talking to her about building the business, building your credit, and what it takes to be a success. So are you still with us, Jeannie? Yes. Okay, tell me a little bit more about evolving your business. You were before we took the quick break. You said yeah. you've got to stay current. What does that meant in the world of credit co consulting with Jeannie? Well, again, um, in the credit world, we also have crashes. You know, there was the real estate crash where all of a sudden you're losing a lot of your referral source because they were getting out of the business. So you have to stay current, like, what else can I do besides what I've been doing with the one-on-one -on -one coaching? What else can I do? And, you know, whether it's the social media and now start blogging and write a book, now start doing speaking events, you know, and it's just, you're always growing. I just feel like you have to, I think every small business owner is like that, that we're, we love dreaming big and being creative. So, uh, you know, it's ongoing for me. I love working on new projects. I launched in 2016, the online credit Academy, and I love teaching people, you know, from their laptop uh, on how to improve their credit and they can do it during their busy schedule, it doesn't matter. They don't have to come to one of my live events, you know, because I'm in New York and maybe they're in California and it's financially hard to get to me. So like now they can just, you know, where can they find you or whatever it may be. What's the and website there, Jeannie, to find your, uh, Jeannie Kelly Academy.com. Oh, wonderful. Yeah. So, you know, I love, I mean, I definitely love doing that because Again, I can reach hundreds of people uh, a month that I wouldn't have been able to. So online, you know, online workshops and courses, I think that's something that um, has exploded over the past few years. Yeah, there's a huge market in that. I got involved, you know. It was one of those things, Denise, I don't know about you, but, like, I have such a long list, and I'm always all over the place that sometimes I have to – bring it all in because I am my own boss. No one's telling me what to do. Uh, so I have to bring myself and to calmness, like you were saying, and quiet my mind and do my meditation. And sometimes while I'm sitting there, it's amazing how something pops in my head. And then it's like, okay, I am focusing the next 10 days on this one small task. And, um, 
you know, and that's how the online program really started. And uh, so, you know, it's always ongoing and uh, so you just have to be open to it. So is that, do you use the same sort of marketing for the online, uh, getting your audience to go to your online business as you would, for example, any of your credit consulting business? Like, tell me, let our audience know, like, what does it take? I think so many people, number one, are afraid to start a business or the other end of the spectrum, they think it's so easy and then they get into it and they're like, oh no, you know, and they, right. and they retreat. What can you tell people about starting your own business and evolving and, and the marketing that you do and the tenacity you need to stick with it? Okay. Well, I would say the first thing is that I will tell so many people is just start. It doesn't need to be perfect. I don't know about you, Denise, how many people you might help uh, with starting a business, but like they're always waiting for perfection, a better time. I need more of this. I need more of that. And I explain to them when you own the business, you're constantly changing it anyway. What, you know, what the website might have looked a year ago is going to look different. Like don't keep tweaking something. You want to open up the business, then open up the business. And really, it, don't do it like it's a side job. Like, really focus on it. And if and if it is a side job, that's okay. But no, I'm only going to um, put, you know, two hours a week at it. Or I'm going to put two hours a day. Or whatever it may be. But I think that you really have to be organized mm. and focused and driven and Again, you have to just start. Right. And and, and like in the beginning of the story, we talked about at the beginning of the podcast, we talked about, you know, that whole time management thing. And really, yeah. you know, for if, for example, for me, I'm running a couple different consulting practices and my speaking business. I do need to be focused because if you don't set aside time, like you said, you can trail off. You can answer that email. You can answer that phone. You can, you know, be distracted because you're frustrated with something you're trying to create and it's not going well. And then, you know, you're on Facebook for 20 minutes and that's just 20 minutes lost. So I kind of I kind of tie that back to your credit, right? You get running so fast, and you say, "Oh, you know, I forgot to pay that bill. I'll, I'll catch it next month." And you're like, "No, that that." So it really is about being a little more mindful and a little more focused in order to achieve whether it be good credit or running a business or anything. Um, Absolutely. So what do you do to uh, what do you do for self care? Like what you mentioned meditation, what do you do? Definitely. So, I mean, honestly, bringing you into like my bedroom in the morning, as soon as I wake up and I put my feet on the ground and I reach up and say, thank you three times. Uh, that's how I start my day. I grab a cup of coffee. I have to have one cup of coffee in me. And then I start my meditation. And it's funny that you were saying set the timer because that's exactly what I do. And I only... Uh, meditate for 20 minutes that's all you know it's a quick meditation but I really feel like I need that and um, besides that I love my reading time so after the meditation sometimes if it's not a busy day I'm allowed to have that second cup of coffee and <laughs> I can I can read at that time and um, is that motivational reading yeah well uh, it, you know, it's so funny. All my friends are like, Jeannie has every self-help book out there. And, you know, to me, yes. So I love, like, The Power of Brooke that I mentioned. I love The Secret. Uh, anything that is going to motivate me, think and grow rich. Uh, I, I love all of those books. And I read them. It's not like 
I read it once and that's it. Some of these favorites get read every six months. Mm. And, um, you know, so I definitely make time for that. And, um, you know, I, I feel blessed that I can because I am in charge of my schedule. And uh, I, I used to not do that so much. And then I needed to make sure I did because it was helping me be more creative with my business. And, it's, you know, I, I think it, you can't not do it. So like your podcast, totally a great thing when you are on the go. When I'm at the gym, it's important for me to listen to exactly your podcast that's important to me it's it's not too long it's motivating i'm learning something i'm feeling good and i'm working out at the same time so uh it's a win-win i think that's something you have to continually do i believe and you know like i've said so many times you know my grandmother taught me you can only be a success if you make other people a success and by kind of giving out whatever we can give out whether it be you know our experiences our time our mentoring if we can share with other people and we move them forward and they and they feel like they're success you know imagine if every single person in the world took one thing that they could mentor beyond you know just imparting a smile to someone you didn't know imagine that we'd probably have no world hunger i mean i know that's kind of pie in the sky but that's how i feel i feel like if the more people that we can move forward with whatever it is our gifts are then we're doing our job so as we kind of come to a close here today i want to ask you what are the three things you're most proud of oh dear well definitely my daughter's number one Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm proud of her because she when I would look at her and still to today, I want to make sure she feels independent and that she can do it on her own. And, you know, that was so important to me. So uh, she is my everything. And I know, you know, it sounds so ridiculous, but like really when I was broke and I was waitressing and I'm divorced and I have no money that my credit, I couldn't even get an apartment for goodness sake. Like it was bad. Um, (laughs) That's what centered me and, and made me focus, you know, just being a proud mother and um, wanting to make sure that um, we survived, you know, and, and that I would be able to provide. So definitely that. And I am proud as a woman owning this business. And, you know, in the financial um, world, a lot of times it is more men than women. So I feel really uh fabulous to be in this circle and um i guess um i just denise i'm grateful for people like you that who i'm i surround myself with that's what keeps me going and that's why i feel like with the law of attraction why everything has worked so nicely um and not saying i didn't have a lot of hiccups even with owning the business you do there's no way around it it's life but um when you surround yourself with a group of amazing individuals uh they help pick you up when you're down and and you don't really feel like uh life is bad and and on the heels of that i'm sure you're going to be helping people with the equifax crunch and i want to be able to send them to the right place to get a hold of you so that you can set their mind at ease where should i send them well with the uh, you know if i if they go to geniekelly.net and it's spelled Mm j-e-a-n-n-e-k-e-l-l-y.net you'll see information right on that website to protect your identity so, yeah, the Equifax um, disaster is making 
things uh, a little difficult, but if we're aware, that's that will be the empowering information. So get your protection. Okay. Make sure you're picking the protection, not someone picking it for you. And you guys, again, I'm going to reiterate that that's JeannieKelly.net and you can protect your credit, take some classes, get some coaching, check out her videos. She's outstanding. So what's next up for Jeannie Kelly? Where are we going to see you? Where are you moving towards? What's next on the list? Any vacations, any new business ideas, anything you want to share? Well, definitely on my list is the identity world. So it is interesting how I did get into this, um, that I have a great protection service that I aligned myself with because I've been fascinated with, um, you know, the data breaches and how can we protect our identity. So with my research, that's what I really am working a lot on uh, this year. And as far as uh, vacations, I love Florida. I love palm trees and the ocean. And uh, I'll definitely be traveling there several times for three-week vacations at a clip um, throughout the winter. So I'll be back and forth from New York to Florida a lot starting like next week. <laughs> what's, the, to it. what's the best piece of advice you want to leave our listeners with so they can move on? Um, well, uh, again, just start whatever it is, whether it is you have bad credit and you need to start focusing on it, whether you're a business owner or want to do a new business venture it's really today you're listening to this for a reason and it's today that you can change whatever it is that you want in your life so go for it that's a wrap it's the denise's daily drive here live we, we tape live every tuesday but take it on the road like Jeannie said whether it's spontaneous yoga hiking commuting exercising Share it. It's how you feel your mind, your body, your spirit that creates the lifestyle you live. Thank you so much for sharing this time together. And if you like it, please pass it along. If you want more information about being a guest on the show or how you can sponsor it or any of the services, please check me out at denisedegrigley.com and follow us on social media. Thanks so much and have a fabulous day.